Welcome back, One of Niners, to my One of Nine podcast. It is your favorite curly-headed Dominican here. Um, just touching base with you guys. Um, I want to give you a huge thank you. Um, I appreciate you guys for watching my previous um, podcast episode um, named Me, Myself, and I. If you haven't checked it out, please go to my YouTube channel, uh, subscribe, and, and watch my latest episode. I also uploaded the episode with my mom which I had to pretty much drag her out of the room to come and sit down on this very same couch. Um, she's not a fan of cameras. She's never was. Uh, and I don't think she'll ever be. So, um, but if you really do know my mom, um, it took a lot of her to be on camera and it took a lot of her to even share. She's a very private person. She doesn't like uh, sharing much. Um, she just, I don't know. She's been through a lot of shit. So um, I was very reluctant to have her on my podcast. And I, I'm like forever grateful. Those are memories that uh, I, I will live. I would keep on just rewinding in my head and the laughs, you know, that I share with her and stuff like that. So um, it took a lot of her to be on my episode. If you haven't watched it once again, uh, please go check it out. I will advise you to find yourself a Dominican and sit down and watch it with them because um, it is in Spanish. And if you know a Dominican, you should know that Dominican Spanish is not regular Spanish. We do tend to speak a little fast on there, especially my mom. So if you do know my mom, she speaks really, really, really fast. And I don't even think I could have put subtitles even if I wanted to. Um, on that episode, I did have my brother Mitch in the background. He was sitting in. So it was actually um, a family like a family episode because I also had Gigi sitting in here as well. Uh, she was in. She was very quiet. She was just watching and observing. So um, that episode will forever live with me, um, and I will. That will always be my favorite episode. So, um, like I said, go check it out. Subscribe to my YouTube channel while you're at it. And um, as far as the episode that I uploaded uh, regarding myself and just me talking about what I went through uh, when I was younger, my teenage years. Um, the reason I, it, it just clicked in me and I wanted to, um, just talk about it was I was going through some paperwork. Um, I was doing like cleaning, cleaning on my desk and, um, I came across my high school transcript where it says all my credits, all my grades. And, um, I was just going through it and I saw how my freshman semester, I was like, I was an average student, like, you know, a-okay, whatever. Um, I don't remember particularly why. Um, I knew I always, I always found high school to be easy to me, but I, I don't particularly remember why um, I was an average student. Like I should have had better grades. And that was my first two semester of my um, freshman year in high school. And then you can see my first three semesters. So my whole freshman year and my sec, my first semester of my sophomore year, I was average. And then my fourth semester, which was my second semester of my sophomore year, um, that I guess that's when all the absences started happening because I was going through it and, uh, you know, I had to keep missing school to go to, um, doctor's appointments and stuff like that. So little by little, I pretty much had to like withdraw from classes. So, um, but before I did do that, I was missing a lot of classes. You could just see my grades plummet. And um, I don't have anything on my transcript from 2006, no, late 2006, I believe, to early 2007, something like that. 
And when I came back from like receiving chemo and radiation and stuff like that, and I, I went back um, into high school, I remember it was really difficult for me because at that point, all my friends were one grade ahead of me. So like literally the world kept going while I was going through my, you know, my, my treatment and it hit me hard and I was working my ass off. Like I was just, I was taking summer school and something that I never had to do. I was taking summer school. I was taking extra classes. I was staying after school just so that I can try and graduate with my friends. Cause I didn't know anybody in my grade. Like I was literally, um, I was supposed to be a, a junior when I got back and everybody was already, no, I was supposed to, I came back, which was supposed to be my senior year, I believe. And all my friends were seniors and I was a junior and that just hit me hard hard man I was like damn bro like I don't know anybody and I, I was already like people were spreading like you know news spread around um and everybody was like yo did you hear Liz Liz like a lot of people didn't know me because I was still a freshman then when I was leaving I was a sophomore so a lot of people were like hey do you know do you? so when I came back it was just like that unwanted attention that I didn't want um and and being known as the girl that like had cancer um Nobody ever said that to me, but that's how I felt. Like that was my perception and that's how I felt that everybody viewed me. So I like just, I plummeted headfirst into all my books at that point. Like I just didn't give a shit. I joined the volleyball team. I joined the basketball team. I joined the softball team. My mom was like, oh, you can't be doing all that. You have to take it easy. You just came back from, I was like, mom, I like, I would literally, I would forge her signatures so that I can. Um, so that I can do all these things. I forged her signature to get my working papers. It's like that time you had to like go get a physical and have your parents sign you off so that you can go and like, if you wanted to work. Um, and I just forged her signatures so that I can do all that. Cause she didn't want me to do any of that. Like she literally just want me to go school and back school and back because I was still fragile. I was still like going through it. And in my mind, I was like, I don't want to keep living like my life. Like, Oh, um, you know, I'm fragile. I'm that girl that had cancer. I'm that girl, you know, so I just wanted to like, I, I, that was my way of dealing with it. Like, I didn't want anything to do with that. I didn't want to speak about it. I took a very long time to ever talk about it. And when my mom would talk about it, I would just be like, just leave it alone. Like, don't talk about it. I don't want to like even mention it. Um, I don't know why, but I don't remember. I don't have any recollection of ever discussing the topic with my brother, Mitch. Um, I just feel like he's always been one of those people where it's like, if you want to talk about it, let's talk about it. But if, if it's like the elephant in the room, he's not going to be the one to address it. So that's always been him. And since I never wanted to talk about it, I guess he never mentioned it. Um, or he never even spoke about it or he never even was like, Hey, you know, how are you feeling? And, um, I think, you know, also has a lot to do with growing up. Um, I don't ever remember like how I am with Giselle now. I don't ever remember even discussing feelings growing up. Like discussing feelings was like a taboo. It was like a, um, like I remember my mom would like punish us. Like she'd whoop our ass. Like, and then we'd be in the room, like in just solitary confinement, like just, <laughs> you know, like when you, you have no more tears left to cry and you just like cried, cried, cried all you can. And then she just comes bursting in the room. Are you going to eat? There's food on the table. Go eat. And then she'll like, just leave the door open. And you're just like, <gasps> and then you start to think, to yourself, well, I am a little hungry. I should go eat. Uh, I've cried a lot. 
Um, but it was just one of those things where like, it wasn't the norm to apologize. It wasn't the norm to, um, like, Hey, how was school? How you doing? How you feeling? Are you happy? Um, so us speaking about our feelings, like growing up, I don't remember it being ever like a thing. Um, it, which is weird because my mom, she's not a very emotional person. And even growing up, we used to um, be like, I love you, mom. And she'll be like, oh, que tu quiere? Uh, like, yo no tengo dinero. And be like, bro, I'm just like saying, I love you. Like, I, I don't want money. But since you like offered already, like, you know, I do need like $5 or something. But um, it was, it was I, like, I don't ever remember talking about feelings. I don't ever remember um being emotional i guess that's why sometimes like it's hard for me to uh show emotion because it wasn't a thing and i get that from my mom and then now as me being a single mom like i i look at my mom she had to raise like four kids um because she had me and mitch and then like um i believe in 97 she um you know she adopted my two cousins um or she like she you know she took she took brought them in after my aunt passed away and which is why like i consider uh like i'm i'm very close to those two cousins of mine like i still consider them like my siblings as well cuz um i share a huge part of my childhood with them um more so with oscar because oscar's like around my age he's like a year a year older than me, I think a year and a half. So we were like on that same age level. Um, but me being a single mother now, I see, um, why my mom had to put on that tough exterior, um, why she couldn't show weakness. Um, not only because that's how she was raised, cause she was raised in the Dominican Republic where it was like, um, you know, she grew up with a lot of siblings as well. Each sibling had a job. Each sibling had a function. Um, and it was just a different time. So for her to come to the States and, you know, now she's, she has two kids of her own and now she inherited two more being a single mom. Like I could just imagine living in a one bedroom apartment in Astoria, Queens. It was like, like I can, I can see why she put on that tough exterior. And on top of that, she worked sanitation for the New York city, um, for the city of New York. So I like I feel like she was dealt a really tough hand, which is why she had to, you know, acclimate herself to that um, lifestyle. And um, I don't blame her. Never did. Uh, she worked her ass off to put us through school. Um, we had the best uh, like summer camps. I remember me and Oscar, we used to go to young people day camp, which is now I try to look it up to put Giselle in. That shit's expensive. That's like eight grand for the whole summer. I'm like, what the? Who has this type of money? And then like just seeing how like we were able to go to that camp. And it was just like we we met so many people. I don't think we ever took advantage of it the way that we should have. Like we just went and to us, we saw it as like literally summertime. We don't want to do jack shit. Like we just want to sit at home. But we saw it as like, oh, as soon as we saw that school bus pick us up we were like uh but now looking back at it we were so uh fortunate to have that kind of resource available to us and it was all thanks to like my mom putting us through it so um but like i said um it's it, she's 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 just very um to herself in the sense of her lifestyle and 
it's never been spoken about. And we, you know, we're only left to wonder why is my mom like that? Um, she does have a tender side, which is like she likes to cater to people. Um, everybody who knows her, they call her mama. And like growing up as a teenager, all my friends from high school, they used to come over. And it was like uh, one of those sitcoms where like my door was always open or they would knock. And my mom was like, who is he? Who is he? Uh, that was her way of saying, who is it? Who is he? And um, they would be like, mama. And then my mom would open the door and, you know, and stuff like that. So um, and every time we had to get together, oh, is your mom cooking? Is she doing this? Is she doing that? And, um, you know, we were just very lucky. Like growing up, we were like, oh, my God, why is she so grumpy? Why is she always got an attitude? Why is she's always this? Now it's just like we understand it's just her personality, but she doesn't mean wrong. She doesn't mean um, anything negative by it. Um, and she could be snippy, too. Um, uh, that's just how she is, you know, uh, she has a huge heart. She would, um, throw me over a bridge for Giselle. That's how much she loves her. So, you know, there goes that. Um, I have never seen her be so tender and, and just lovey dovey in my life until like Giselle came along. And I was just like, what? Like mind blown. Like, like I've never, um, so that's why grand, I, I mean like grandkids, you know, they, they bring out a certain part of people that you never knew existed. And she's a perfect example of that. Um, I will forever be entirely grateful. Um, I owe her my life literally cause, um, you know, when I was going through chemo and, and, and radiation, even though it was in the Caribbean, um, since I'm not a resident of the Dominican Republic, um, my mom had to pay out of pocket for all of my treatment. And yes, it is, um, in a different currency, which is pesos, but it, it still, you know, equates to dollars eventually. Um, my mom spent, um, in that year and a half, almost two years, my mom, I would say she spent like about 30, 32 grand. And that's nothing compared to what she would have spent here, you know? That's if I would have stayed alive because they they were so slow in finding what was wrong with me that which is the reason why my mom sent me to the Dominican Republic. It's um it's you know, till this day I look back on it and I'm like, like, really is this this is the USA and this is how slow you're working? Uh towards finding what's wrong with a child. Um but yeah, going through radiation, chemo, chemotherapy was the worst shit. Oh my God. Like I till this day, I have scars like on my veins. Like if, um, if you see me without like with short sleeves, my veins, um, I still have like, uh, darker spots, darker areas where my veins used to be. Um, and some of them you can still see like on my, my wrist. Um, and you know, here, which is like sometimes like first they would start off in the inner arm. Uh, with the IV and the chemo, and then um, once those veins were burnt out, like when when you're when you're getting chemo, like you literally feel the chemicals going through your veins. That's how that's how bad. Like it it burns to the point where it feels cold. Like it's it's a tough explanation. I can't really explain it, but that's pretty much how it felt. Like it was. You know, have you ever gotten burned? And it feels ice cold at first or like perfect example, like when you're in the snow and your hands are like frozen, you don't feel anything. And then it goes hot, hot, hot. And then it starts to hurt. That's pretty much how you feel. But in a designated spot, 
Um, and then once those veins started to deteriorate or damage because of the chemicals, then they started moving on to the to the hands. Then they started moving on to the wrist. Um, and they would use the little baby butterflies because my veins were no longer, um, you know, as thick as they're supposed to be for an adolescent or an adult. Um, but I, um, I, I wouldn't change anything because, um, that experience made me who I am today. And it also gave me an outlook on life that I don't think I would have had. Like, I don't know where I would have been had that not happened to me. Like, I probably, I, I wouldn't have taken school seriously. Um, I, I but no, I wouldn't change anything about it. Um, obviously the only thing I would change, which is probably still, um, still affecting my mom now is financially like it took her it, it took her a really long time to recuperate uh financially like so if i ever 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 had the money like my mom would whew, my mom would be sitting on a golden toilet if it was for me like that's that's the only um like real i, I would say like extreme uh fantasy or extreme goal that i have like to have um the financial stability to like just give my mom everything she gave me and more like she deserved the world but that's that's another episode um but yeah pretty much um that was just a little bit more detail about my uh previous episode that me myself and I like I said if you haven't watched it go subscribe go watch it um and it's um it's still a story that I don't tell like people close to me today, a few, just a few people, a handful, I would say, um, know this, know this part about me. Um, you know what I went through. I don't share it often. Um, hopefully it, it gets out there and, and, you know, just if you ever need, uh, someone to talk to, even if I'm a complete stranger to you, sometimes strangers are the best people to talk to about things like that. Cause you don't have to worry about judgment. You don't have to worry about, uh, long-term, uh, impressions or stuff like that. So I'm always open to talking to, um, you know, I, I actually, I would prefer that talk to complete strangers, um, about situations, delicate situations like that, instead of like my friends, which is weird because I feel like then moving forward, they're going to like treat me differently, or they're going to have like some sense of, uh, pity or softness for me or whatever. I don't know. Um, not that I've experienced it, but it's just that, like, that subconscious thought that you would have. Um, but yeah. And then now, since we're talking about friends, um, I was like, the other day I was, uh, heading to work and it's like, it was like one of those, uh, complete silent drives. Like, I was just thinking and it was raining. So the mood was just hidden, you know? And I was like, damn, this time last year, um, I had a group of friends that if I were to pick up the phone and say, who can I talk to now? Like, I, I'm not friends with any, and I'm not going to say we're enemies, but we're just no longer in contact, whether it be for their personal reasons, my personal reasons, um, immaturity or not. Um, like, we just don't talk. Like, my circle right now is not the same circle I had last year. And, um, I have a friend, Michelle, she, um, she, I was talking to her about this and I was like, yo, dude, like, I don't have like those friends. Like, 
that I had last year when I was going through what I was going through last year. Cause I was like this time last year, I was super, super, super in my feelings. Like I was super depressed and I had just like stopped working at my previous job. And it really hit me hard. Cause like I was, I was on the fast pace to like growth and career development. And it's just like, just, you know, over stupidity. Um, but she was like, just put it like this. God puts people in your life at certain times in your life to help you through that. And um, some of them are there for a long time. Some of them are not. So just look at it as God put those people in your life to help you through those moments. And little by little, for whatever reason, you know, he's removing them from your life because you no longer need them. Don't take it personal. Don't look at it as they did something to you or you did something to them. It's just you outgrew each other. And like that was like so true. Like that was like so fucking true. When I tell you that at like this time last year, I had my click. I was going to the gym with these folks. Like we was just kicking it. We had sleepovers, grown ass people having sleepovers, just you know, going through, like, we would go through, uh, we would have hurricane parties together and stuff like that here in Florida. And now it's like, I don't even fucking talk to them anymore. For whatever reason it may be, um, each literally has its own, um, its own situation in itself. But it's, it's insane how people can just move on as if nothing happened. And I'm talking about, like, maybe like within four months, like just gone poof. And you're, it's just, to me, it's weird how people it, like can just live, um, and not address certain situations. Like I'm, I'm the type of person, if I have something bothering me, it's going to continue to bother me until I address it. Like, I'm just going to either go up to the person, um, or some way, somehow get to the bottom of it whether it, it doesn't have to be confrontational it's just going to be like hey is there an issue like do we have an issue but there's just some people who are like go about their business like la di da di da like nothing happened or or like you know i just rather just flip the page don't address it and just move on like how like that doesn't bother you that doesn't bother you that you never as an adult you never address the situation and you never like you just decided to move on. Is is that what we're doing now? Like, and it's not even about holding grudges because I don't hold grudges. I either address it, um, and if it's worth my energy, if it's worth my time, um, obviously I'll either address it or I won't. But if I don't address it, it's because something was done. Like we had a squabble, we had a discussion, we had an argument where that was the defining point of me deciding whether or not I need to further, you know, go into that. Like if we had a discussion or we had a disagreement and I was just like, you know what the hell with this? I don't, I don't need this. That's when I'm going to walk away. But if we were talking fine and just out of nowhere, like you went a wall, like that's going to continue to bother me. Like that's not going to bother you. Like who does that? And, um, it's, but then again, these are, um, like I said, I just keep going back to the message that, um, my friend gave me where it was just like, these are people that are no longer of use to you. And I don't mean it like I was using them or they were using me. It's just like, we just pretty much outgrew each other. So I think that's completely normal. And by normal, I mean, like it's been happening 
so constant that I think is it's what leads me to having like trust issues. Like, um, I meet people and I it takes me a lot for me to graduate that person from acquaintance to friend, and it it would take a lot because I'm just at the point where I'm like keep meeting new people, new people, new people. It gets tiring, it gets boring, and then it, I'm 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 I consider myself a very social butterfly. But it gets to the point where I don't even want to go out. I don't even want to meet new people because it's like, why? Like, why am I going to go out and meet new people? But at the end of the day, I know that's wrong. Um, you know, I don't want to keep seeing meeting people as a network. Like, that's going to get me into that business mentality where someone's always always going to be of service to me or they're just going to be meaning to me, not just like, oh, a friend. Like, this person's going to come to my house. We hang out and stuff like that. Like, I, I don't. I can count on one hand and still have fingers left over the amount of friends that I call friends. And, and it's crazy to me. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's just a little venting that I have, uh, for today's episode. And, uh, just thank you for listening again. Keep tuning in. Um, uh, I'm just, you know, I'm gonna continue to have these little mini episodes and just to keep the ball rolling and the juices flowing. Um, if you have, I've been getting some questions, I'm going to wait until I have enough questions to actually make an entire, uh, podcast episode on it so that I can, um, share with you guys my answers to your questions. So thank you. Um, please keep the questions coming. Thank you for the comments. Thank you for the love. A lot of people have been subscribing to my YouTube channel and I couldn't be more grateful. Like I am so content, um, with the progress that we're making. And it's not just me, it's YouTube because you guys been helping me out giving me feedback, watching, laughing, you know, encouraging me. Um, even if you're not giving me words of encouragement, you are encouraging me because you're, you're like commenting on it. You're laughing at my stuff um, and you're interacting. So, so thank you very much. And like I said, please subscribe uh, to the link in the bio. And um, that's it. Uh, I wish you guys a happy weekend. Today's Friday. So, you know, I got to work. I got to fucking work uh, today, tomorrow, all the way until Thanksgiving. So um much love once again peace out it's your favorite curly-headed dominican and thank you my one of niners i'll see you guys next time